So allow me this quick question. Do you think we'll make it to the end of next year or even the end of this year without being in a world war? This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome to the Tuesday edition of Truth to Ponder, and I'm your host, Bob Bierman. Now, there are times that I'm almost afraid to record a radio program in advance because when I do, I'm afraid by the time I get it done, the time I get it out to the radio stations, the world will have been turned upside down by the latest and greatest crisis. And currently, there are some events that are occurring. I I try to follow social media. I see the angst, the anger, the division, this side against that side, and, and what to make of Ukraine and the Middle East and all of it. And honestly, when it comes to it, it is the uniparty warmongering machine that loves war. They always have. They always will. War, death, destruction is all about power, money, and fame. And they really don't care about the sons and daughters in the nations where these people die, lose everything, have their families torn apart. The war mongers are demonic. They always have been and always will be. Those that love and want war. Those that want to conquer. Those that want to build their thousand-year empires. I don't think we will ever see a man-made thousand-year empire again. I, I have my doubts at times the United States will make it to 250 years, which is not that far down the road. Just a few years away. We're making all the same mistakes in the United States that destroyed Rome and every other empire. And it's going to be a combination of greed and thievery, connivery, dishonesty, fascism, where greedy corporations decide to hop in bed with the government to get special favor to become filthy rich and wealthy. And we've been watching this play out for over 100 years here in the United States. Now, I I talked last week and somebody wrote me and and agreed with my analysis that people that make out in wars are bankers. They make out on both sides. Bankers can't lose because they'll fund both sides and, and make money off both sides and then they make more money on the rebuild after a victory has been declared. Look at Germany, look at Japan, all the American taxpayer money that went into rebuilding Europe and Japan. And look where they are now. And now we've been playing this silly game with Ukraine. Sorry to put it that way, but we've been playing this game with Ukraine for a year and a half. We go back to early 20, we go to February of 2022. The Ukraine war that should, you know, be done in no time, just no time. We'll just throw up, you know, a couple of hundred billion in there and and prop up Vladimir, you know, Zelensky, the R-rated comedian who never has been in politics, doesn't have two worthy brain cells to rub together. He's their leader. And we all must put on our, our, you know, our blue and gold flags on our Facebook pages because we support Ukraine, Putin bad, Zelensky good. This is, and, and we must send more money, death and destruction to go after everybody. 
Well, the bankers figured out they bet on the wrong horse, literally, when it comes to Ukraine. Ukraine is too corrupt. The president is a total loser and moron, uh, just a degenerate. And he can't do the job that he claimed he could with all the money we've sent him. And so the bankers need a new war. And the Middle East looks like a good contender. But what a lot of these bankers are failing to understand, no matter how satanic their hearts may be in some cases, and in some cases I'm sure they are, hardened by Satan, hardened by evil, hardened by greed, they're not counting on something. And a lot of people in the area of Bible prophecy that I've been following for several years have been trying to get the word out, so to speak, on the way they view what is going on in the Middle East. Now, from a purely Americanized Protestant interpretation of Israel and the conflict in Gog and Magog and everything else, they they see certain patterns that they believe are going to happen. But they miss something that one of these people that I've gotten to follow has been saying for the longest time. We need to really be ready for what may be happening. And you go to the Old Testament book of Habakkuk, and, and you'll find some interesting statements there in that prophetic book. And while everybody is focusing on Gaza and the West Bank and everything else and, and thinking the war is confined, they're missing one of the biggest players that we're going to have before this is all over. And I'm also going to tell you that I'm very concerned about what may happen this coming weekend. Number one, I really believe Iran is a bigger player than we care to discuss. They they are the antithesis of terrorism in the Middle East. They fund it all. They they have their proxies everywhere. And Iran has had this plan for war for a long time. And I remember this guy making this statement years ago, and a lot of people were not listening when he made the statement that someday Hamas will invade Israel from the south, Hezbollah will attack Israel from the north, and then Iran attacks Israel and U.S. bases, which could force us into, well, a scary proposition of a potential nuclear war. Hezbollah has 170,000 missiles located in the border towns in Lebanon aimed at, well, guess who? Israel. Now, you you can sit and argue with me theology all day long, and this is not the Israel. Just put that out of your mind. I'm not even going there. I'm talking about where we really are and who some of the players we've been ignoring have been an issue for quite a long time. Iran is the biggest threat out there. And most people just don't want to see it. They ignore it. Then you've got Iraq, and that's something else to bear in mind in that part of the world. While we're sitting there staring at a little piece of land called Gaza in a small nation called Israel, you are forgetting the other players that are in the region. Number one, when you think about Iran... It is the biblical land of Persia. 
It is the land of Esther and Daniel, the nation raised up by God under King Cyrus, delivered the Jewish people from the Babylonian captivity. By the way, Babylon is known today as, how about this, Iraq. Now, let's go back in history just a little bit with United States meddling on the global scene. And they, we've been doing that because of the bankers for too long, just meddling everywhere. We propped up a, a United States-friendly government for ages in the nation of Iran. Remember the Shah of Iran? Remember, and this is what I'm concerned about this weekend, in the Islamic culture, and by the way, both Iraq and Iran are predominantly Islamic cultures. Now, granted, for many years under the rulership in Iraq, you know, Christians were allowed to to worship and practice. Saddam Hussein may have been a little on the crazy side, but he wasn't near the evil tyrant that the world leaders in the early 2000s made him out to be when they hunted him down to hang him and kill him. It's the warmonger game. And so I've got some really serious concerns. In the Islamic culture in particular, numbers and dates and things that come together are no coincidence. The idea of what happened, and and we can sit and, and discuss some other day, was 9-11 an inside job? Was there a component of Islamic terror involved? Well, yeah, there was. Uh, to what extent did others within our own administration have their fingers in it? Another discussion for another day. But Islamic terror has been the, the norm since that region was dominated by Mohammed. Mohammed... Was and, and let me just give you some real quick, you know, background on what Islam is all about. And there are many facets of Islam. You know, don't ever think that Islam is one unified religion. It is not. I mean, look at Christianity. You've got all kind of denominations and different thinking and what have you that all come under the grand name of Christianity. The same is true in Islam. You have different factions that are actually at war and hate each other within Islam but they have a common goal of world domination. Now, Muhammad was the son of a pagan priest who was the caretaker of the Rock of Kabul, which had 365 crevices in it, believed to be each one inhabited by a demon, and the head demon's name was Allah. Are you following so far? So you have a demonic pagan religion, And a lot of people back then just didn't pay that much attention. They were involved with caravans and what it just Mohammed wasn't getting wealthy. Then he married a woman who was 20 years his senior and who was wealthy, who helped him create his new religion of Islam and the Quran and all that goes with it. And of course, you know, you can go after the the people of the way, which are Christians, you know, go after the Jews. You can steal from them. You can lie to them. You can do anything to them in the name of Allah, of course. Allah be praised. You know, the whole, you've, this is a tenet of what that faith was. So it was conquest by warfare 
all over that region. And it came along, you know, 600 years after Christ. This satanic pagan religion that claims to worship the same God as as Abraham and the Christians. It isn't. You're worshiping a demon by the name of Allah. So I, I know that those that are, you know, the, these things that I'm saying will get me in a lot of trouble. And so you look at these this region of Iran and Iraq, Babylon versus Persia, and now dominated by opposing factions of Islam, which really for, for hundreds of years didn't have a whole lot of power and influence because they didn't have a lot of money. They were in the desert. Well, once oil was found, we made people filthy rich and the United States jumped in. Why do you think we propped up uh, a United States friendly government there? But as the money rolled in, the mullahs, those that were fundamentalist Islamic individuals trying to usher in the end of the world, which they believe in their caliphate is what they're supposed to do, well, they wanted the Shah gone and they wanted the Islamic nation to be formed, a fundamentalist Islamic nation at odds with many other Islamic nations, including their neighbor, I, you know, Iraq. So we've watched this over the years. Now, what I'm concerned about this weekend, once again, numbers and certain things always have a meaning and they make they take advantage of it. And I mentioned this on the program a week or two ago, and I want to remind you again if you missed it. The 4th of November is an anniversary. The 4th of November is an anniversary. It is the anniversary of taking hostages, Americans hostage, 44 years ago on November the 4th. So you got four, four, four. The 4th of November, the 44th anniversary, and how long did that hostage drama last? Well, I remember 444 days. It was the undoing totally. I mean, the economy was pretty meh in the United States under Jimmy Carter, the big malaise, so to speak. And But Jimmy Carter had a chance of winning again in a Democrat-leaning country and nation. It could have been done. But that pesky situation in Iran was causing him a lot of grief. Let me tell you a little story here. Then I'm going to share a couple of memories from that period of time. When I was pastor of a church, oh, it's got to be, I'm trying to think now, what, 15 years ago? Hard to believe. Where's, where's the time gone? 15 years. I was a pastor of a church in Fort Walton Beach or in the immediate area. And, and there are two Air Force bases located in that area. Herbert Field and, you know, and Eglin. And, and all the bombing test sites. It's quite an operation there, and it's pretty much Air Force dominated. And in my congregation, I had a, a few retired full bird colonels from the Air Force that were stationed there, and they loved the region, and they stayed there in their retirement. And there was this one individual in my church. He was actually a leader in the church. 
and I, as I got to know him better, one day he, he took me out to lunch. And, and he wanted me to do him a favor coming up in a few weeks, and I didn't really pay much. You know, and he said, I, you may not know what I did in my career in the Air Force, but I was a, a missions pilot. In other words, I, I did some very top-secret kind of stuff in the day. And he said, I was tasked with something to do back in 1979 or 80. I can't remember exactly when. Now the date's just, it doesn't make any difference for the moment. And we were training to get the hostages out of Tehran. And the Carter administration, as he explained to me, had some really boneheaded ideas of how we would train to do this. We were never allowed to train with the Marines. They trained over in one place uh, in Hawaii, I think it was, or you know, somewhere in the in the tropics, and not in a desert environment. And they were training elsewhere to do their part. And he said, "I was the captain of that mission." He said, "For weeks before, he said I was flying in a Cessna aircraft, a little single-engine Cessna, and I'm flying over." Iran near Tehran because, see, the new, well, uh, whatever they called their new army, their new Republic army, whatever it was, they, they hadn't quite figured out all the equipment yet. So there was like nobody looking on the radar screen. Nobody really knew. And he said, I'm looking over where we're going to land the C-130s, take off in helicopters, come back, then take off and you know evacuate and get all the hostages out. And he told me that he complained all the way up the food chain to the Pentagon and the White House saying, you know, we don't know how well we will be able to work with the Marines because we haven't had a chance to cross-test what we're doing. But the order was to do it the way the White House said, so they did. And so, as many of you remember, the failed attempt went down in flames, so to speak, because when one of the Marine helicopters came out of the the big C-130 and fired up, it threw up a tremendous amount of dust and the pilot of the helicopter couldn't see what he was doing and he collided into one of the C-130s. Well, that completely destroyed the mission and they ended up having to destroy helicopters and a C-130 and get out of Dodge. And he piloted their way out of there. And he so desperately wanted to do it again and do it the way he had indicated it would work to begin with. See, what my friend wanted to do, knowing what he knew about the radar situation in that part of the world back in 1979, 1980, he knew he'd get a C-130 in there. And you may not know it, but C-130s are one of the most durable and most incredible pieces of equipment in the United States Air Force even more so than fighter jets. They can put rocket launchers on a C-130, and the idea was to land right there in front, have the the Marines and, you know, all the, go in there and get the hostages and put them on the C-130, hit the rocket skids, and off you go And before they knew it hit them. That mission was turned down by the White House. And ultimately... And ultimately, Jimmy Carter's popularity tanked, and Ronald Reagan became president, 
and 444 days after this hostage situation occurred, on the day that he was inaugurated in Washington, D.C., all 400 and, you know, after 444 days, they were released. Now, I believe Iran is a big player in what is about to be happening in Israel, what's going to be happening throughout the Middle East. And remember, for years, Babylon was at war with Persia, which is really Iraq and Iran. And we were, for the longest time, throwing money into Saddam Hussein to keep the Iranians at check after what had occurred with the hostage situation. I mean, let's face it. Starting under Ronald Reagan in early 1981, there we were. You know, there we were in 1981, you know, just feeding all this money and, and hardware to, to, to Iraq to keep Iran at bay. And then that balance of power went amok under the George W. Bush years in the early 2000s. And then you have a complete reprobate of a president, an Obama, who's cutting deals with literally a satanic group of people, the Iranians, the mullahs, sending them billions and millions, millions and billions of dollars, releasing frozen assets and helping them on a pathway to being a nuclear power in the world. Now, it takes a special kind of stupid to arm to the teeth a group of satanic worshipers that want to kill you, that hate America. They still chant death to America to this day. And what are we doing? Hey, here's some money. Build some nukes. <laughs> this is what we need. But the reprobates in charge are leading us on a pathway to war. They can't get the desired result out of Ukraine. And we were all lied to a year and a half ago. This will be really quick. We send the money in and, and you know, Vladimir Zelensky, he be hero. Putin bad. Zelensky good. Putin interfere with election and keep Hillary out. I mean, oh, this is, it's, I am so sick of these, these reprobate politicians and their lies and the filth that falls out of their mouth. They're the ones that should be permanently wearing face diapers for the junk that comes out of their mouth. Obama, Biden, all of them. AOC. I mean, we've got a we got class clowns. We have and they're dangerous. They're dangerous class clowns. So, I want as we think about where Iran is. Iran is going to and, and let me just make this clear. This is what I see happening. God is stirring up Iran right now for his purposes and read revelation chapter four chapter six verse four and you're going to begin to understand and and jesus said i will tell you everything ahead of time it's been there and while we're chasing this prophet guy and his book and his dvd and his cassette whatever you were getting back in the day about this that and the other all these years quietly all of this has been coming together out of the view of the mainstream media that is too spiritually bankrupt to ever see it. I really am concerned that what's going to happen 
with a country like Iran. Hamas will has invaded Israel from the south. Hezbollah is preparing to invade Israel from the north. And Iran is ready to jump into the whole thing. They're the ones pulling the strings with Hamas and Hezbollah and every other terrorist group out there. George W. Bush was chasing down Iraq and Afghanistan and ignoring everything going on in Iran. And as soon as Obama, the reprobate, the Manchurian candidate, got into the White House, and I really believe, I I still lean to the fact that he was trained in a madras, so I, I don't think he's the great Christian he claims to be. I think that he is a, a satanic agent for Islam. And he talks a good game. He has the power of persuasion. He has the power of a party, and he plays the politics and the race card and all of it. And he's put us into great peril. What was done beginning in his administration that was temporarily paused for four years has now gone back full speed ahead. And these evil satanic individuals in Iran are going to have control over missiles and destruction, the likes that I think we've never seen before. It's not going to be Russia dropping nukes in Ukraine. I don't see that happening. Because truthfully, that war was designed to be a war of attrition. And the problem is they're running out of Ukrainians to send to the front. We've been lied to about victories. There are no victories there. NATO prodded this war. You you can say all the good and bad things you want about Putin, and there's plenty of bad. Don't get me wrong on that. I'm not an apologist, but I'm just saying, when you spent four years making the claim of Russian interference to get Trump elected, and it turned out to be a big, fat lie, and you've been accusing Putin of doing it, you know, you made Putin your pinata, you know, plaything and beating up on him. He doesn't have any respect for the Democrat Party. He, he thinks they're a bunch of low-life trans losers. I mean, Putin is a man's man, to be quite blunt, against this fairy tale land of Democrats that are running the show. If you, what was that line that I shared last week? came out of that song when you when you look at everybody in the white house today and all the democrats in the congress and the senate this one line from an old song fits if all their brains were dynamite exploded there wouldn't be enough to blow their nose i fully believe that this delusional administration in the united states and globally you know it's global it is a global brain syphilis that runs amok in the United Nations, in the UK, in the European Union, and everywhere, in Canada. We are, we are run by people that are degenerate and they're Christ haters. Oh, I don't, listen, Biden talks about, I'm a good Catholic and I got my rosary in my pocket. Yeah, that and a bunch, and, and a thousand gallons of holy water will never push your sorry carcass into heaven. 
not going to happen. Your actions are what give you away. Your fruits are bitter, disgusting, and poisonous. Your religion is fake and phony and fraudulent. All of them that make these claims. I got a lot I want to share, and I want to continue this thought, because I really believe that something could happen this weekend. I don't know why. I just feel something is going to happen. And it kind of makes sense. Because, see, it even gets worse when you think about it. What day of the week is the 4th? It'll be the Jewish Sabbath. So, as the Muslims end their day of worship on a Friday, and the sun goes down, the Jewish calendar brings their Sabbath in play, and the violence and the destruction that you will see will overwhelm you. The violence you do to Lebanon, according to Habakkuk 2, verse 17. The destruction will terrify you. You've killed people, destroyed land, cities, and everyone in them. And their 170,000 missiles will be aimed. This is not going to end well. So I'm not, I wasn't being funny or facetious when I opened the program. Do you think we can get to the end of 2024? I doubt we can get to the end of 2023. You've got money. They would love to spend more in Ukraine, more in Taiwan, and now in the Middle East. We are preparing for a most unprecedented time. And if you've listened to my program long enough, you know I don't jump onto every wind of crisis that's out there because I tend to want to sit back and think about it a little bit and discern it and pray about it. I don't need clickbait headlines. I'm not trying to sell prepackaged food or gold or whatever else is out there or solar generators. or I don't do that. Or vitamins and supplements. I don't do any of that. There is no Shopify store attached to the Truth to Ponder website. And, and there are times, and I'll tell you, even over this past weekend, it's a challenge to get people to wake up and see what's really going on in this world. They're so busy worrying about this world and getting through their day and, their, and keeping their jobs and, and the inflation that is just eating their, their money right out of their bank account. Ministries like this one and even churches, they talk about giving is down because people don't have it. And in some cases, it's a a matter that people don't have their priorities. What is more important? Your salvation, your life in Christ, or your cotton-picking little job in your house and your car? Where is your, what, what drives you? So we do this radio program every day. Goes out five days a week. I have the help on Wednesday to get it done. But right now, we're coming into November. Can we maintain the 5085 frequency and maybe even add? I don't know. I think right now it's getting a little bit questionable. Maybe you don't think it's important. I happen to think shortwave radio is important. Because see, when World War III comes around, 
that internet may not be as great a place to get your information in a program like this than it used to be. And don't don't believe that our Constitution and free speech are unabridged. We've learned that during the pandemic. What the government giveth, the government taketh away. Even if it's a God-given right, the government thinks they're God and they'll take a right away. It's disgusting. We, we are living in an evil time with evil rulers, for the most part, in Washington, D.C. I know full well they're entrenched in all the agencies. Oh, I got a lot more to share. But I'm just going to come right out and say it. We need your help now. We need your help now. I know inflation is terrible. I can remember the wind button that Jerry Ford wanted us to wear. Whip inflation now. I remember one commentator said, win means W-I-N, whip inflation now. I think it means we in need. And, and trust me, many people are. But if you can help us, would you consider doing it today? There are two ways to do it. We use Give, Send, Go, a Christian crowdfunding source that has been wonderful to deal with. And if you go to our website, truth2ponder.com, truth2ponder.com, there's a support tab. I don't have a big donate button on the front page. I just feel that's tacky. A lot of churches and ministries, first thing you see, donate now. Well, while it's true, I need your donations. I really do. I don't want that to be the most important thing you see at the beginning of the website. But I need to let you know that the need is really there. Let the need be made known to the saints, what St. Paul said. So there's a need. Or you can make a check or money order payable to Ancient Word Radio. Ancient Word Radio. Post Office Box 510. Post Office Box 510. The city is Chilhowie, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E. Chilhowie, Virginia. The zip code 24319. That's 24319. Once again, you can give online at the website, truth2ponder.com, or make a check or money order payable to Ancient Word Radio. Ancient Word Radio. Post Office Box 510, Chilhowie, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chilhowie, Virginia. Zip code 24319. That's 24319. This is truth to ponder with bob beerman not have but two what on earth does that mean shalom alechem this is jonathan khan the nice jewish boy your jewish connection bringing you the riches of your jewish roots in jesus now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special very special free gift you're going to love in hebrew there's no real word for have. What's translated as have really means to. In other words, it is to me, means, meaning you don't have a car in Hebrew, but the car is to you. You don't have a house, but the house is to you. In Hebrew, you don't own anything, but all things are to you. In other words, they're for you. They're in God for your good. The promise is God's going to work all things together in your life for good. But there's a choice here. Either you have it or it's to you. If you have possessions, then your possessions won't be to you. They'll actually be against you. They'll weigh you down. But let go of your possessions. They'll be to you, for you, to bless you. Learn to change your haves into to. Stop saying, I have a problem. Rather say, the problem is to me or the problem is for me. Rather, the problem doesn't belong to me. It's not attached to me, but, but because of that, it can work for my good. Give up ownership of your past. No longer, I have a bad past. Rather, that past is to me. God's going to work it for good. I've got hurts. 
no longer. I have no hurts, but the hurts are to me for me. I have sins. No. And the Lord, you release them to him. You get cleansed and you say, it's not. But now even that's going to work for me. Even my mistakes are going to work for me. My failures, the bad is going to work for my good. Let go of your burdens, of the future, the past, your desires, your hurts, your bitterness, all that. Because in the holy language of the Bible, you don't have anything, but a promise of something better. Because when you let go of those things in God, they won't weigh you down anymore. They will be from now on to you. Want more on this mystery? Ask for the divine non-possessive. It's part of the Hebrew mysteries. Now, what if somebody offered you a gift of a million dollars? Well, (laughs) what would you say? Well, strong and victorious walking God is worth more than a million dollars. I want to offer you something better, something to help give you a strong, victorious life, a free subscription to Sapphire's Vitamins for Your Spirit and the incredible Mystery of the Temple Doors on CD. You're going to love it. How do you get these gifts free? Easy. Just remember Yeshua, the real name of Jesus, and you dial it. To receive your free gifts, just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. You will be blessed, but call now 1-800-YESHUA-1. Now, the harvest is great. The labors are few. I invite you to join me in the harvest. You don't need a plow, just an open heart and pen. You can reach the unreached peoples of the world the most incredible, far-reaching way ever through shortwave radio. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or you can write me direct. Here's how. Just write to the nice Jewish boy at box 1111 in Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey 07644. It's the nice Jewish boy, box 1111 Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey 07644. Till next time, this is Jonathan Khan saying Shalom Aleichem. Peace be to you, my friend, in Messiah Hamatan, the gift gift of God. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Now, I hope the first half of this program didn't upset you too much, didn't get you too worried, didn't get you too nervous. It was never my intent. And I'm not trying to use scare tactics that the end of the world is here and so you got to do a b c and d i'm just telling you that you need to be aware and not fall for every little thing that comes along now i'm not going to say that what many people have been saying about iran being so deeply involved in end time eschatology is 100 percent accurate but It does make a lot of sense considering the satanic religion of Islam, and that's what it is. Let's be brutally honest. I'm not going to pull any punches here or try to be politically correct and spare somebody their feelings. I don't do that. Many people have been saying that the end times is upon us and that the first seal of revelation, in some people's opinions, has been fulfilled. And there are those that have been warning since Way back at the early part, the beginning of like 2001, they've been saying Iran is going to be the next end time prophecy to be fulfilled when it brings on war in the Middle East. We have seen all kind of incursions and what have you ever since 1948. I'm not going to discuss Israel in terms of is it the legit nation or not. I'm just going to talk in terms of just practical stuff. There has been 1948, the Arabs came after and they lost. They came after him in 67, again in 73. And if anything, Israel, whatever your opinion of it is, has gotten bigger, stronger, and more powerful. 
But at the same time, we are equipping Iran, who instinctively hates them in Israel and hates us in the United States and hates Europe. They've been in these Islamic invaders. Have They come to a country like England. They go to places in Canada or the United States or wherever. Like, what is it, uh, Dearborn, Michigan? And they never assimilate to American culture. They, they are demanding American culture assimilate to them. And they're doing it in Sweden. They're doing it in France. They're doing it globally. Where did the Islamic fundamentalists hide for many, many years in the 1940s, 50s, 60s, and into the 70s? They hid in France. The Ayatollah Khomeini. And then once the hostages were taken, he left and went back to Iran to take his rightful place of leadership with the Shah gone. I want to take you back in time. Just gonna, we, Every once in a while, we need to have a little respite from the news just for a couple of minutes here. In 1979 and 1980, I was making the transition from being an on-air radio announcer to mostly engineering. And during that time, I was working for a, not quite a year, at a radio station in upstate New York, a directional AM. So I was getting, you know, learning the trade of the engineering side on on that kind of facility. But I also did an on-air radio program. And this is during the time of the Iranian hostage situation. Like I say, on Saturday the 4th, it'll be the 44th anniversary on the 4th of the 444-day hostage situation in Iran. And don't think that's going to go unnoticed by the Iranians. They're, they're going to notice it. Something's going to happen. I don't know what, but I know something will. And I can remember every morning I would get up early because I had to be at the radio station by 5 a.m. to get things ready to go. And, and I would pick up a local newspaper, and, and every day on the top of that newspaper would, would say, like, day 300 and whatever of the hostage situation, and, and day 400, and it just kept going and going and going until Reagan took office. And, and I can remember a, a we subscribed to one of these things that disc jockeys could get, and early on in the conflict, there was a parody song that a lot of radio stations played. And of course, you know, the kind of guy that I was back in those days, you know that I played it. Here it is. Bomb, 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 I ran. Bomb, 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 I ran. Better 
Okay, I played that for several reasons. Number one, yeah, it it brings you back, oh, about 43 years ago anyway, to 1980. Ronald Reagan running for president. Jimmy Carter, we had oil crisis, oil embargo, prices going through the roof. We're supposed to wear sweaters in the wintertime and turn our thermostats down or burn up in the summer with no air because energy shortages sound familiar. Peak oil, all this stuff. The same, it's the same playbook. 40-some-odd years later, we're still playing the same silly games with the same silly parties and politicians. And the warmongers of the establishment in both parties, you know, the Liz Cheney wing, the um, Lindsey Gramnesty or Flimsy Gramnesty wing of the Republican Party, and the, you know, you get the Democrats, and I always get a kick out of Blumenthal. You know, there's a guy with stolen valor. He never served, but he claims that he did. He should be in jail under the sto- Stolen Valor Act. But no, he's all for, you know, let's bomb or whatever. Do we get, no, we got to get Putin. We got we to gotta go and do that. I mean, it, these guys make so much money. Nikki Haley, her, her husband, works for a company that makes money uh, selling services to... The Pentagon, who <laughs> of all places, you know, there's too much money in war. And between money and greed, Satan and his desire to destroy, and the fools that have been delusional, they're going to bring us into another world war. Now, whether this world war finds its way to our shores, I do not know. How much this will impact your freedom, your money, your bank, I don't know. But I know it's not going to be good. I know it's not going to get better the way things are right now. And you can put all your hope and faith into a new president, but I don't think a new president only has so much limited power, especially if he has a uniparty, you know, Democrats and Republicans that are hopping in bed with each other like a like a bunch of same-sex marriages, you know, still screwing the people to be quite blunt. Hate to put it that way, but that's what it is. You got a bunch of fake and phony conservatives like Mitch McConnell and and uh, Mitt Romney and Liz Cheney and you know, the whole pile of them. They're no better than AOC and the squad. They're just as evil They just are evil from a different perspective, but it's still evil. It's still wrong. It's still an abomination unto God. And so you can change the president, but as long as the institutions are corrupt, satanically possessed, thoroughly controlled, only so much will be done. And I remind people that say, we're going to get it fixed next year. Hey, you won in 2016, and things did get better for what, four years? And then as soon as he was gone... It all went back to hell in a handbasket overnight. You know it and I know it. So, you know, it, it, it'll be short-lived. It'll be short-lived. We're heading toward a world war. And I know some have said it's going to be with China. It's going to be with this. It, it, let's put it this way. Islam is going to be a big piece of it. I've, I've felt that for decades. 
I'm not some kind of a prophet, but the signs are everywhere. I want to change directions just for a moment now. We know about the war and the warmongers and and how this will impact information is yet to be seen. Even so, I still work with this radio program on a shortwave, and that's what we're primarily on, shortwave. And I want to keep, if we can, WTWW or increase at WRMI. It's hard to say. We're, we're, We're trying to figure it out. I want that voice there. It has been a very effective voice. But the podcast is growing, and there's something I'm going to be talking about hopefully next week. Um, There may be something coming to your television very soon, and no paywall. What a concept. I, I don't want to do that. The gospel is free. This news and information is free. My time is free. It's just the airtime that is not. That's why I mentioned before, you know, we need your support. But we're fighting a lot of other battles. I mean, I really want to, my, my little church, we're going to get deeply involved with education, online, even correspondence when online doesn't work. Maybe even to our local community, a classical Christian-based education. Programming on a Roku channel is very possible very soon. I'll be telling you about that. I'm going to use every avenue at my disposal. And doing some of this is actually very inexpensive. It takes just a small amount to get started. These are the things that we're trying to do to combat the evil of the world. You know, I I think highly of Christian education. I ran across this little video, and this is a real teacher, a real teacher. And from what I can see in the video, I would guess third or fourth grade, third or fourth grade. And I want to I want you to listen to what this real public school teacher has to say. Hi there. My name's Katie and I am a non-binary teacher. This isn't what I'd normally wear to teach, but we're closed down today for cleaning. Thanks, COVID. But anyway, I wanted to show you guys a little something and tell you about a project that I'm doing. So follow me. This is my classroom. I'm pretty fond of it. It's looking a little spare right now, but we're in a bit of a transition as far as holidays go. And this is my classroom library. And as you can see, it has a lot of books, but there's one big problem with it. None of them look or act or feel like me. So you can help by going to the link in my profile and donating to my Donors Choose project to get more LGBTQ plus friendly books in our school from kindergarten all the way to eighth grade. Thanks. So there you see on one hand what is occurring in our public indoctrination centers that pretend to be public schools. And while there are still maybe some schools left in the United States that may be somewhat trustworthy that is changing every day every day every day it gets worse and from the big cities to the medium towns from the blue states to the red states here in the united states this evil is coming into our classrooms gender confusion gay and lesbianism from kindergartners first graders I mean, what does a kindergartner or preschooler or third grader know about 
sexuality. They shouldn't know anything about it, really. They shouldn't be having adult people that are nothing but weirdos and sickos themselves trying to, well, groom and change our children. These are reprobates. And and every Christian parent, grandparent, even great-grandparent should be deeply concerned, deeply concerned about what is happening to our children in the public schools. You know, we go back not long ago, we had the the big lockdowns in 2020 and they wanted to keep them alive in 2021 and 2022. And here in 2023, that little clip that I played for you with this non-binary witch, you know, little witch trying to get to your kid. You know, it's all about COVID. We got to clean up. It's more COVID. We need COVID. We need COVID to steal an election next year. We need COVID to control. COVID was a control op, a real psych op for control. And some people are beginning to see it, but a lot of people still don't. A lot of people, you know, they'll, they'll go to a restaurant. I mentioned that yesterday. You know, they'll go to a restaurant. They'll go here. Go. They're not going to go to church. Oh, my God. I may get COVID and die. COVID, COVID, it kills. And not long ago, over that fear, the United States went through a colossal change that people argue could never happen in a country like the United States. Author, you know, this, this control over Americans. And anybody that argued against it was told they were a conspiracy theorist or they had a tinfoil hat or they were crazy, lunatic, needed to be locked away and vaccinated. And now, those of us that stood firm and said something smells wrong were being lied to the liars are out there. Oh, I saw this one story. Dr. Hotez, you know, he's a multimillionaire fruitcake um, who was all about vaccination mandates. He won the, this is not a joke. I am not kidding on this one. He won the Dr. Anthony Fauci award in courage. Whoopee. And he was one of those filthy liars saying that if you take the vaccine, you'll never get COVID. And if you don't take the vaccine, you need to be locked away put into an uh, insane asylum. Literally, he said things like that. Or a concentration camp, because you're a COVID spreader. You're a kook. You're, And now he and all of his ilk are saying, hey, not so fast. We were, we we really didn't know. So be kind to us. Don't condemn us. No, you knew the truth. You chose to lie. And you should be held accountable. We see the COVID agenda hit like a freight train. And now as we come to the, well, the gateway to war, as this war gets bigger in the Middle East, as the war spins out of control and fades away in Ukraine, the globalist will use all of this to control your money, your opinions, your social media, your bank accounts, all of it. But you can fight back. You know, I really believe, and and I'm going to talk about this later in the week. We need to be thinking about community, not not communes. There's a difference. I don't need a compound with everybody living on a compound. But we can live in community. And I believe there'll be many ways that we can connect outside the system 
and be hidden in plain sight. You know, I don't have a whole lot of fear about how the end times work out. I know that God will take his people through the way they need to be taken through. He will give courage to those that need courage, protection to those that need protection, food for those that need to eat. There'll be a lot that God will take care of, but you have to trust him first. And I think that is what's for horribly lacking in the church today in the Western world. We're lazy, we're, we're well, we're just lazy. And, and we don't participate. And, and it's not our number one commitment. It's the bottom of the, it, it's the, that one hour is the hardest one to get to and do anything with. Oh, we get to our jobs, we get to the movies, we get to all kinds of things, but the church, oh, well, you know, it's just, you just don't know what it's like on a Sunday morning, Bob. Yeah, I do. Because I do it every Sunday. And I'm there Saturday setting it up. And I'm there early Sunday to make sure things are prepared and ready to go. And then I'm there after everybody's long gone to clean up. Yeah, I get it. And I do it for free. I don't even charge my church for my time. Because I believe in the ministry of that church as a vehicle to reach others that have no church home. I believe in Christian education for young people. It is something we need vastly more of. We need resources and materials, and I wanna make sure they're out there. And there's never a paywall to keep you from getting the things that you need from this program. I refuse to go that route. I refuse to become, you know, a buyer and seller, a money changer in the temple either. I'm not doing it. But I do need your help today. You can go to our website, truth2ponder.com, truth2ponder.com, support us using Give, Send, Go, or you may send a check or money order payable to Ancient Word Radio, Ancient Word Radio, Post Office Box 510, Post Office Box 510. The city is Chilhowee, Virginia, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chilhowee, Virginia, zip code 24319. Ancient Word Radio, P.O. Box 510, Chilhowee, Virginia. Zip code is 24319. 24319. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's Truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder. Shining the light of truth in a darkening world.